and welcome to Letters from the Road, stories and encouragement from your traveling friends, us, Jamie and Clay Schumacher. Hey, friends. Hello, and welcome to episode 47. Today, we are talking about running wild. But first, let me remind you very quickly that we have a companion substack. You can get there at lettersfromtheroadpod.com. You get two letters a week posted there, delivered to your inbox if you'd like to give us your email address. That doesn't cost anything, but if you would like to support us, you can become a pen pal for $5 per month, $40 per year, or $100 per year at the founding member level. That will get you access to our pen pals discord and where we just kind of hang out with our friends. We chit chat a little bit and uh, about once a month or every other month, we do something kind of fun, like a virtual happy hour. Yeah, a lot of fun. It, it, it's more than kind of fun, but that's not because of us. That's because of our friends uh, that are pen pals there. Uh, we like the community we're building and we hope you'll join us. Yeah. And thanks again uh, to all of you pen pals. I mean, most of all, it just means a lot that uh, you care about supporting us. Want to yeah. keep the lights on here at LFTR. <laughs> Heck yeah. Now, Clay, what are we drinking tonight? A classic. I always say it's a classic. Mm-hmm. Gin and tonic. Pretty standard, but delicious. Can't go wrong. You gotta have uh, good ingredients on these kind of drinks. So, my favorite gin is pretty common one, but it's a little bit. How do you want to say? Uh, milder. Yeah, I actually kind of prefer prefer the more gin junipery ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this but is I, good too. I like Hendrix. Yeah, a lot, and yeah. I like it actually just for like sipping straight or with lime. Yeah, I think um, that's fair. But it's good in a gin and tonic as well. Yeah, I so I was able since dry January was over. Yeah, uh, to pick some up the other day when I was at Target and saw it there, and uh, yeah, so we've got ourselves some G and T's. And I like the Fever Tree Tonic. Uh, we yes. talked about that before. Mm-hmm. I my favorite gin is you know like classic stuff like Tanqueray or Bombay, but I like the kind of spicier stuff. Yeah, I mean I like it all. To be honest, Andrews is good too. I don't hate it. Um, but yeah. Uh, and honestly, I say smooth. the ingredients matter, but gin and tonic is one of my go-to drinks if I'm ordering like well drinks. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's mm. just like a bad one isn't that bad. Oh, I disagree. Mm, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the tonic kind of makes up for it. I don't know. It's mm. fine. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But yeah. The $5 giant gin and tonic. Big old doubles that are actually like triples. Uh, uh. Gill Street. Okay. Dive bar. Dive bar <laughs> in our old hometown. Old hometown, yeah. And uh, yeah, I was a favorite hangout of some of my work friends back then. And I never drove there and I definitely never drove home. <laughs> I also never left when I intended to. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm just going to go for a couple hours. And... and five minutes later, the bar is closing. Yep. <laughs> It was never, um, that was, I was never really joining you on those nights. No, I mean, the kids were young and yeah, it was like karaoke night. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> it's fun. Not that I don't appreciate karaoke I night. I freaking love karaoke night. No, it was just like I was going with my friends. Mm-hmm. Good times. But yeah, what's been up around here right now? What has been up around here? Well, yesterday we celebrated Littlest's birthday. Oh my gosh, it was a jam-packed day. <laughs> it, was, it spilled over into today, really. <laughs> yeah. We went skiing at Mission 
yesterday and they were getting snow, like a good amount of snow, which was really nice because they'd gotten a bunch of rain the week before. So it was like starting to feel like season might be over already. No. So that was really nice. And then um, we only stayed for a few runs, even though it was like good powder. Oh my gosh. It was like butter. The rest of us wanted to stay longer. Loved it. We did a few runs and then we went uh, to Target for her to do some shopping with some Christmas money and some birthday money. Yep. She did that. I should say we started the day with our chocolate chip pancakes yes. and uh, some presents from family that had been sent. And then we, yeah, so we did Target and then, well, actually we went to Red Robin for lunch. Yes, Target. that's right. And then came home to play with some toys for a little bit. And then we went to Yodelin for dinner and that was kind of our day. Today, that was her request, yeah. She got her hair cut and dyed the ends pink. Yes. Which is really cute. It's adorable. It's a very like subtle, cute pink. Yeah, it's a little more subtle than I thought she wanted, but she's mm-hmm. happy with it, so it's all good. Yeah, yeah. It's really cute. And yeah, we and we also, she and I went skiing Stevens today. Yeah. Hitting the slopes hard. Why not? <laughs> she skied her first blue today. That's They're exciting. Awesome. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Uh, I heard it was really foggy. It was incredibly foggy. Yeah. We skied very slow because we couldn't see anything. You it just wasn't never as know. fun as it could have been. Yeah. But it was still fun. Yeah. Uh, that was that was a good time. Uh, we've been skiing a lot. And well, I guess this last week, I'm mostly I worked. I started my job. Yeah. <laughs> I work Wednesdays through Sundays in the evening, kind of like a second shift. So that's kind of interesting. But uh, generally enjoying it. I like it. I don't, I don't have much else to say about it. Has it been around here, Clay? It's a little weird with me being gone all day, probably. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I don't know. Working, you know, the usual Frankie's during the day. Frankie's not adapting very well. He does miss you tremendously. He sleeps in our bed now. He didn't used to. I know. It's so cute. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. It's a kind of a return to uh, previous times of you being gone for work where yeah. kids and I are having... Uh, some time just us which is fun too yeah it's interesting because now i have my weekend on like monday and tuesday but kind of on saturday and sunday and so kind of not at all but also kind of on monday and tuesday it's weird yeah because saturday and sunday mornings because i don't have to leave for work until like one or two Mm -hmm. saturday and sunday mornings like everyone's off and so it feels like a weekend even though i have to work in the evenings Mm -hmm. But then Monday and Tuesday, everyone's doing, like the kids. I still have to do school with the kids. And like they have, well, oldest does her own school, but yeah. uh, I have school with the kids and we, you know, have all that kind of stuff and you have work. And so it's like we're getting up early and that kind of stuff. That's like my weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a little weird. Well, this time we all had Monday off. Yeah. Because I did. took it off. Yeah, <laughs> we did. It was really fun. Um, but it's, it's going to be a bit of an adjustment <laughs> getting used to all of it, but it's, and then it's only for a few weeks uh, until season's over and then I won't have that job anymore until next well, season. Well, yeah. But it's fun. I like it. Super fun. I, I mean, I assume it sounds like it. It's yeah, it's fun. great. My coworkers are awesome. I like the vibes. It's fun being on the mountain. The evening's kind of fun and then it's a little more chill and yeah, it's, it's good. Anyway, it's a job. It's a good job. I like it. Awesome. This the ski pass benefits are probably the best part. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to get up there. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, yeah, it's it's good. Sweet. Yeah. So that's kind of what we've been up to around here. Pretty chill 
week. We haven't done a whole lot of like lemon-worthy stuff. No, nah, we like made some friends around the campground. Oh yeah, that's fun. true. We'll yeah. talk a little bit more about that probably. But yeah, uh, Littlest met some met some neighbor friends, and mm-hmm. they've been running around, which is fun. Yep, it's been warm, which is like kind of a bummer, honestly. <laughs> Says you. I want to ski more. I. You have been? The skis, the, the snow is melting. I know, but like, it's been so warm and we've been having fun outside. I mean, not that we aren't having fun outside in the snow, but like, I don't know. It's kind of nice. I finally got my own skis. I'm going to ski on them tomorrow and see how that goes. So. Yes. That's exciting. Yeah. That's why I got the jobs to get skis. <laughs> to pay for skis. <laughs> so, because we don't have a whole lot of travel from this week and from our recent weeks to talk about. We've been talking about our 2022 trip and that itinerary and what we did. It was like in the Northeast for the summer, came back towards the Midwest at the end of summer. And uh, then we decided to, and then we spent like about a month with like family and friends. And so we probably won't recap that very much because it's not like interesting activities and things for your for your information. It's much more like we went to Illinois and then we went to Iowa and then we went to Oklahoma City and we hung out with family. Mm-hmm. Um, we did some fun things in there, but obviously that were like you know food and travel and that kind of stuff. But it was mostly like just hanging out with our friends and family. Mm-hmm. So not a whole lot to report on that front, but. In October, we uh, spend the whole, pretty much the whole month of October and then some in New Mexico, which ended up being one of our favorite states in the country. We freaking loved it. Oh, my God. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and I didn't know because, you know, we had actually, when we first gone out with the Mantis, uh-huh. uh, pretty much skipped New Mexico. Well, we did it. Yes, we did because they were um, very strict about COVID regulations and we were trying Mm -hmm. very hard to be respectful of that. Mm -hmm. And so we did not, even though we went to Guadalupe Mountain, which is very close to New Mexico, we did not go into New Mexico except to drive through like a corner of it. We tried really hard not to stop there because Mm -hmm. uh, back in 2020 and 2021, they really did not, especially early on in COVID, they did not want out-of-state people in the state and so we were very big on like following whatever local regulations there were Mm -hmm. so we did not camp there yeah as much as we were interested in it with the cougar we did in 2021 Mm -hmm. go to carlsbad caverns and white sands yeah we briefly did a little bit of new mexico you're right yeah and we liked it before 22 it was kind of like on our way through Mm -hmm. um we got a taste we got a taste and we liked it oh definitely Um, it was carlsbad is amazing oh my god it's such a cool national park i know really interesting we'll have to talk more about that yeah some other time yeah that was a really fun yeah that was a really fun spot to boondock and stuff too but in 22 Yes. We were very excited to get to New Mexico for yes. a couple different reasons. Well, the first, well, I don't know the first, but <laughs> one of the big things was the balloon fiesta. The Albuquerque balloon fiesta 
is their hot air, hot air balloon festivals kind of like all over the country and all over the world, really. Um, mm-hmm. And they're big deals. But for whatever reason, the one in Albuquerque is a huge deal. <laughs> so the balloon fiesta in Albuquerque mm-hmm. has over, I don't know, however long a time turned into a very RV friendly event. It's not only for RVers. It's definitely like other tourists and people come but it is a very RV kind of centric event. There is RV camping at the Fiesta. It's like a part of the culture of it. And it's something that like, if you follow a lot of like YouTube and, and social media influencers that do RV life stuff, you've seen the balloon Fiesta probably. Yeah. And that's how we are learned about it too. Yeah, totally. And it looks really fun and cool. And I'm not like, not like a hot air balloon enthusiast. I didn't know much about hot air balloons before we went there. Other than we used to have them um, by our house oh, in yeah. Iowa, yeah, they quite did a bit. used to come over our house in Marion, and it was yeah. really fun and pretty. And they're like, I mean, who doesn't love seeing a hot air balloon? Yeah, for real. It's just kind of like, it, I but don't know. Like, oh, look, it's pretty. But the fiesta is a whole other thing. Oh my god! And so in twenty two, when we were there, well, okay, we were excited first of all because we were meeting back up with we were meeting back up with Eppersons. We had plans to spend that kind of whole month in with in new mexico with them mm-hmm. which we were really stoked about yeah we hadn't seen them since dc right? uh no we saw them in iowa oh uh, briefly briefly you're mm-hmm. right we did yeah yeah we came over to hang out with us yes but we had not so we were excited so backing up a little bit mm-hmm. to camp at the balloon fiesta you have to participate in the fiasco that is the the camping going on sale in january yeah or get your name on a wait list or go with a group that's going. So there's a few ways to get kind of in there. Uh, we got waitlisted, even though I spent four hours while we were in Florida in January <laughs> trying to. And right when the site came up, it's. Yeah. yeah. Their technology is terrible. The whole camping thing, the whole thing really is like. From a spectator standpoint, not very well organized at all. Sure. You should still go. Just know that that is part of it. Um, <laughs> we got waitlisted, yeah. but yeah. we got off the waitlist. So, and that's a very common occurrence. People will grab their spots in January, but you have to kind of decide by July if you really want it. A lot of stuff will come open around then. So it came open. We took the spot. Um, it's dry camping. We did the South Lot. There is like super expensive. It's not cheap. None of it's cheap. There's super expensive camping that has like full hookups in the south lot. There's also camping that has like water and electric. It's not worth it. Um, they do because you're there for almost two weeks if you do the whole time. It is mm-hmm. uh, they do have honey wagon service, which if you're not familiar is like they come pump out your tanks. Mm-hmm. You can get water delivered. So yes, it's boondocking, but you have some resources there. Yeah, uh, you are allowed to have generators, but you cannot put them on the ground because the spot is built on top of a dump and there's worries about methane gas. Anyway, (laughs) it's a whole weird thing and you will be parked close enough to your neighbor's rig to like reach out and touch it. uh, Almost. Totally. (laughs) It's rally parking. Yeah. That's how it is. It's just part of the festivities. So hopefully your neighbors are your friends. That works really well. If you (laughs) want to be parked next to your friends, it's not assigned parking uh, other than your lot. You Mm -hmm. need to show up at the same time as them, and it helps if you have a similarly sized rig. That's true, yeah. So a lot of people will camp at the same place the night before and then come in with their friends or 
we'll like stage like we staged at like a target we met up at a target with our friends and, mm. and came in that way yep so some things to know that had the added benefit of starbucks yes it did <laughs> yes it did and always entice our friends <laughs> to meet us early if there's a starbucks i mean yeah uh so that was um that's some things to know about it we liked the south lot um because the rvs come overhead the VIP lots are... The RVs come overhead? Right. The <laughs> hot air balloons come over your RV, depending on the wind, and it's a really nice spot to watch from your RV. The VIP lots are closer to the field where they launch from, and that's a whole different experience. Mm-hmm. Also very cool. So I kind of I think kind of take your pick of that. If you want to be close to the field versus like watch them land... So I thought it was really cool, and I know you did too, um, being in the south lot, uh, getting up on the roof of the RV. Oh my God, yes. When And just watching the balloons kind of come over us. Sometimes it looked like they were going to hit us. I know. Oh, well, they came close sometimes. You could talk to the <laughs> captain sometimes. You too. totally could. It is crazy. And like, you can volunteer for the chase crews and or like if they're landing by you, help chase just because they need help pulling the balloons down and like. It's crazy. The kids, the kids went and caught balloons. Loved it. Yeah, it was amazing. It it was so cool. And I should say, in twenty twenty two, the weather was particularly bad. Mm -hmm. So they there's a few events to know about, like during the like show. So we got there on a Monday. It doesn't actually start until like Thursday officially, at least that year. Mm -hmm. And you the days before it officially starts, you can camp for half price. And mm-hmm. so it's worth getting there because you get a good spot and you can kind of have your pick a little bit more and you can be by your friends and that kind of stuff. So it's like worth getting there early to get set up. And they do some, you'll see some balloons during that time, yeah. depending on the weather. And then like kind of like when it's going, the day the day kind of goes, there's like a morning glow. Well, at first there's Dawn Patrol. Mm-hmm. Dawn Patrol is one of the coolest things you'll ever see because it's like glowing balloons like in the kind of twilight of dawn. And you're like, wait, what? I have to wake up that early yes, for this? Yes, you do. You need to nap. Actually, yeah, it's really, really worth it. <laughs> but yes, it is that early, and yes, it's worth it, and yes, it's amazing. You come mm-hmm. out your rig with your coffee in hand. Half of everybody is still in their pajamas, if not more, and you sit next to your rig or on top of your rig, mm-hmm. and you drink your coffee, and you watch these glowing balloons and it's the coolest thing in the world maybe if it's the weekend already you're drinking mimosas that too (laughs) we did drink mimosas on the roof and then it's like there's the morning glow which we never actually saw because or maybe that's before dawn patrol i'm I'm a little bit mixed up because the glows didn't happen a lot for us no the glow is when they just like have all the balloons on the field and they blow them up and glow them Mm -hmm. which is really pretty they don't they only do that in certain the wind can affect that even mm-hmm. so it doesn't always happen and if it's like raining or windy it's it doesn't always happen right so and then um they'll send like the first balloon up and then it's mass ascension yep and mass ascension is one of the most like goosebump inducing things that you can see and you can either go on the field and pay for the tickets to go on the field and see it or you can sit at your RV and watch it and it's just the balloons just keep going. They just keep coming up and up. And there's just so many of them. And they're all different. And you're watching them and pointing to your favorite ones. And it's just such a cool feeling. Yeah, both 
I think both experiences are worth having. Both yeah. going on the field and also... For, for me, I didn't need to be on the field more than like once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. But it was super cool to have done it. Like yeah. we yes. parked out, we like took a, a blanket and set up camp out there and not literal camp, but... Yeah, I kind of hung out mm-hmm. and waited for it because again, that was touch and go that morning for weather and so wasn't sure if it was going to go and it went a little late, I think. It has kind of like a... um. Uh, football tailgatey feel like a fair yeah totally yeah there's like vendors and mm-hmm. food and things like oh, a, yeah. like a state fair kind tons of tons of that yeah and then like in the evening they do evening glow and some different events and stuff they don't go back up in the evening but we never had an evening glow because the weather was so bad for our, I know. our whole time there yeah and i would say that if you can swing it i recommend staying for like the whole time yeah. Because two weeks. It's almost two weeks. It's like, yeah, basically two weeks. You get there on Monday, you leave again on like the a Sunday after. Anyway, it's it's basically two weeks, and that feels like a long time to be parked in a parking lot, and it is. Mm-hmm. But it's worth it because you just never know what the weather is going to do, and you might like you could be there for one one of the whole weekends and not really see anything. Right. And if you get tired of being there. You know, you've seen enough balloons where the weather's bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a few things that we would recommend doing. Definitely. One is just down the road is Tinkan mm-hmm. Alley, which is a fun little place to hang out. It's like a mall of a food court. It's like a food court. It's a two-story food court. <laughs> I mean, more or less. But, but it's the, good. There's like a brewery. Santa Fe Brewing is there. Yeah. Santa Fe Brewing. Uh, there's a pho place that's really good. Mm-hmm. The rest of it kind of rotates around. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got good vibes. It's a good place to hang out. Everyone can kind of get what they want from the different food vendors and sit down and hang totally out. Totally kid-friendly. Very kid-friendly. And right next to it is a nice climbing gym. Yes. Stone Age. I uh, really like it. We've been to like both of the locations mm-hmm. in Albuquerque and really like them. Mm-hmm. A great gym. Good bouldering. And I didn't really do much of the rope climbing, but it looked good too. It did. Good place. So, like, we climbed, I climbed there like three or four times while we were there for a blue. One time I tried to bike there and then climb. Oh, it's like uphill the whole way. It was up uphill the whole way from the Fiesta lot. So, yeah, I was yeah. already like. Abby and I walked. Shot. Yeah. Bikes are a good idea for the Fiesta. There are buses as well. Mm-hmm. There's like shuttle buses because you're kind of like, you're not going to want to, like, you're not driving your car any closer than your RV is parked. Mm hmm. Uh, but it's a bit of a way a ways. So you can either take the bus up to the field or you can bike. And they have like a bike valet thing, which You can cool. walk too, but it's a walk. Yeah. We, I mean, we did. Mm-hmm. And, and it's fine. But mm-hmm. so that's things you can do. Another thing we did actually on a rainy day and it ended up working out fine was we went up to the Valles Caldera. Yes. And then to Bandelier National Monument. Mm-hmm. And those were very fun. Those are both national park sites. Uh, National Park Service sites. And the Caldera has this great like scenic drive situation that was really fun. It was like very moody on a gray day. Yeah, it was kind of like a little bit rainy, a little bit gray, and it was just, I don't know. It was like, really fun. We had a good time. You All of a sudden, you're like in the evergreens again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? And yeah, it's just really beautiful. Really pretty, really fun. The drive up there was very beautiful as well with some neat places you could stop. Mm-hmm. Um, like with crafts and things like that and all the different Pueblo. It's it's cool. It's a yeah, cool place. Absolutely. Uh, uh, then the Bandelier National Monument, if you're not familiar, has like cliff dwellings 
and you can walk amongst them and climb into some of them. And it's just a really interesting and cool kind of sacred feeling place. Yeah, I was really glad we got to experience that. Yeah, and luckily the rain kind of stopped when we were there, mm-hmm. so we got to walk around a bit. Mm-hmm. Not that the rain would have necessarily stopped us from walking around. No, it was uh, a beautiful sunny day, though. So that was that was a really fun kind of side trip from there. Definitely a bit of driving, but like a nice, pleasant drive, and especially if you're feeling kind of cooped up in the RV lot, like it's a nice thing to do. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely the kind of boondocking like where you don't mind like leaving. So there's other stuff to do around Albuquerque, right? It's a city, so like you have things to do. And if you're a full timer, it can be a good place to like stock up on things. There's an REI, there's a Target, there's like that kind of stuff, you know, all that kind of stuff. That you're like you're in a city, and you're maybe not always in a city, and you need to get stuff. Like Mm -hmm. that's kind of nice. There's good food. Oh my god, we cannot even like this isn't even the week to really start talking about New Mexican food. Oh yeah how it's the most amazing thing in the world but uh you know obviously there's that in albuquerque as well uh we stayed at the albuquerque koa to stage the night before Mm -hmm. it was good and i recommend it It, it's a fine place Mm -hmm. that's kind of easy in and out yeah it's kind of close to the close enough to the balloon thing yeah because it's like a nice place to like dump and fill before you like yes there are services available when you're there but like it's good to start off fresh um yes when you it get is. there so it's a good place to like dump and fill and have everyone shower and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then uh one other thing we did while we were in albuquerque there was we went up to sandia mountain you can take the tram up to the peak but we drove up mm-hmm. and kind of hiked around and had a picnic with epperson's kind of at one of the picnic areas on the way back down and it was really pretty and nice. it was so pretty i mean that was like the view up there yeah it's not the same as other like non-deserty yeah but it's <laughs> very beautiful it's yeah it's in its own way it's like yeah. amazing I also, you can see just forever i think the first week i flew out for work too did you really? Yeah, the airport there was decent. I remember flying out. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. You did. Yeah, you yeah. were gone for a couple of days. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So if you need an airport, you can do that too. Mm-hmm. I like Albuquerque pretty well. I do too. It's a good city. Yeah. It's a nice place. I know it doesn't always get that. Uh... We went up to that brewery like north of town too, remember, for Jason and Abby's meetup. That was mm, fun. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like a... It's a good, it's a good city. I like it. Yeah. Don't, if, don't. I would like to spend more time there. Don't believe the negative reviews. It's a good place. (laughs) For sure. Check it out. I never felt like unsafe or anything. It's a city, but it's not, it's fine. Oh yeah, totally. It's more than fine. It's a very nice place. Um, I love the balloon fiesta. Like, yeah. 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 Anyway, it's a good place. Yeah, so, we went to like restaurants. We went to oh, parks. Oh, yeah, we were all and, over the place. Yeah, all kinds of good stuff there. Yeah, Albuquerque. Feel very comfortable there. We'll be back. Yeah, it's a good place. It's Maybe. like very on the way places too. If you're headed out west. Yeah. Oh, it's, definitely. It's a good stop. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, that was just like the tip of the iceberg, the beginning of our New Mexico experience. Yes. Yes, I know. And but but the Bloom Fiesta is definitely like a worth going to thing at least once as an as an RVer and honestly not as an RVer. Mm-hmm. Um it's such a cool experience the the 
vibes are great. Everyone's excited. It is like a little bit uh, disorganized and mismanaged from a spectator standpoint, but also like, oh well. Yeah. <laughs> it's still worth it. I would say definitely like if you have an RV, I would bring it. I would. Oh, uh, yeah. Camp I think there. it's like best as an RV event, but yeah. I, I would. If you don't have an RV or you don't want an RV out there and you could fly out and experience it, I would still recommend that. Yeah. It would, hmm. The experience of like being able to like be at your home or like especially like sitting on your roof or whatever. Yes. And see all the balloons and like honestly have, I think like the best seat in the house. The South lot, that like fifth wheel row there was like mm-hmm. right kind of by the cemetery, which is weird, mm-hmm. is a really great spot. It is. It's a really great spot. Uh, there was one point where I like went inside because I got tired and I like opened the front shade on our nose of our fifth wheel where we have a windshield above our bed. Mm-hmm. And I was just like sitting in my bed watching balloons out my window. Yeah. I mean, because why not? I mean, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we'll be back someday. Definitely. Definitely we'll be back. Um, definitely having a little bit of FOMO about it this year. Well, I'm, well we'll talk about it later. <laughs> it is, it's a really cool spot. Yeah. A really cool thing to do. One of like the highlights of kind of our RV travels, I think. It's like one of those quintessential things, but it's like, it lives up to the hype. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. I guess that's my overall review is even with bad weather even with it being kind of like wonky and the management of it seeming a little weird i still think it's a hundred percent worth it definitely yeah do it i still think it's like yes it's worth the hype yeah it it's it lives up to it for sure i think it's one of those places too where like depending on where you're parked especially I think we were kind of close to like an area where there were lots of other full-time families. Literally the full-time families. Yeah. Rally. Um, But there are like groups of kids. Yeah. The roving packs of children. Which is like a really like unique thing. <laughs> well, it's not, but it is. Um, mm-hmm. That we have gotten to experience on the road as full-timers. Yeah, uh, in various different places. <laughs> yeah, and it, I think it's not just full timers, but especially full timers. It's like that kind of fast friends kind of running around the camp. No, you're right though. It's not just full timers. I mean, yeah. it's like a it's like a summer camp experience, right? It really like... is. <laughs> it really is. So I I wrote a little bit about campground kids. Yeah. Should we talk about it? Let's do. Dear friend, today we lost our kid. Not really, in just for a few minutes, but we didn't know exactly where she was. She was out running and playing with the two neighbor boys, and the dad called Clay and said one of the boys came back, but he couldn't find the other and our littlest. Clay went out to look for them, and I was, frankly, not too worried. We were watching the neighborhood from our perch in the nose of our camper. No strange vehicles had come in or out, and the kids hadn't left the campground. One of the staff members at the campground located them playing in the woods on the way down to the river. It's an established trail. The parents went to them, explaining that they shouldn't be that far out of sight. Our kiddo apologized, said it was her idea, and then ran off to play again with walkie-talkies this time. And this is the fun of campground life and campground kids 
whether you weekend camp or full-time or somewhere in between. It reminds me of neighborhoods growing up, but wasn't something we really had in our neighborhoods while stationary, often because we were too busy. Campground kids run free, they run wild. They make friends with neighbors and fast, mostly because that's who's there. They ride bikes, scooter, run to the playground. They go to the pool with parents, of course. They eat their lunches outside so they can sit with their friends. They are dirty and stinky and track sand into the RV. Campground kids build forts in the woods and make up elaborate games on the playground. They forget to ask each other's names, but know their favorite sports or Pokemon. They laugh and scream, and when the sun goes down, they break out the headlamps. In campgrounds and on hiking trails, we have found for us and for our kids a kind of pure, joyful childhood that we didn't seem to have enough of before. Always too busy with a sporting event or church thing or school obligation, getting away to the campground even for a few days brings back that nothing else to do but run and play sort of joy. We check in on our kids and set age-appropriate boundaries. They aren't allowed inside other campers unless we know the family pretty well. Every family is a little different with this stuff, but the boundaries of the campground and the community-oriented nature of it make it a lot easier to turn them loose and give them some freedom. Let them ride their bikes in the road and do speed laps around the campground loop. Let them bomb down hills on their rollerblades. Let them just be creative and messy kids. This isn't meant to be preachy and everyone's lives are full and busy and there's never enough time for this kind of stuff. It's just meant to be a love letter to reclaiming a little bit of time for wildness. Oh, and when your kids are happily entertained and running around, you get to relax with a book and your favorite beverage and hang out with the grown-ups. That's pretty nice too. So friend, wherever you can, let them run wild. Let yourself run wild. See you down the road, Jamie. So did you go camping as a kid? No. I didn't very often. Did a few Full times. Full stop did not. <laughs> it was never RV camping. It was always tent camping. Yeah. I guess and I like it, went tent camping once with a friend. And it was like always like local campgrounds, right? It was with like a friend would come with us yeah. or like with family. Um, But I don't think it was ever like this kind of experience for me yeah the exception was like going to like an organized summer camp yeah there are like rules and boundaries around that too obviously but like there's a lot of running wild going on there yeah i just to me it reminds me of like summers when i was a kid in the neighborhood we lived in in washington and like riding bikes around with like a whole pack of kids or like everyone being at one person's house and like setting up like elaborate games and stuff and like that kind of stuff. Yes, definitely. Like there is like adult supervision, but like loose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My house was that house. Um, yeah. We rode oftentimes, between houses yeah. in, in my neighborhood and like, yeah, uh, there was like forest and like greenbelt property around us. So sometimes we'd be there, you know, riding our bikes over like made ramp, makeshift ramps and stuff like that. And, you know, all that kind of stuff. Totally. Oh, sorry. Um, but like, that's like when I think of like summer childhood, 
that's the kind of stuff I think of is like that kind of carefree being outside, you know, um, I remember playing like light, like flashlight tag when the light, when the sun goes down, yes. you know, and God, that was super late uh, in Washington. Like, oh yeah. No kidding. <laughs> and I still there. have memories of that. And I was like definitely younger than 10, but it was like all the grownups were hanging out at one of the houses chatting and like all the kids were running around in the dark. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We, our favorite was hide and seek. Yeah. As like, especially like, as it's getting dark, right? Like everyone goes and has dinner. Yeah. Right. And then like Come back comes down. back out. Yeah. Right. And like, okay, it's time for hide and seek. And like, especially if you have like kind of a big area with trees and all kinds uh-huh. of other stuff, like uh-huh. that's, that's pretty special, pretty epic. <laughs> yep. We just had this like weird side porch that we'd remember we had when it was dark out and we were playing flashlight tiger. Nice. Hide and seek. Nice. Yeah. It was like off the garage on the side of the house. We like never really went on, but like, you know, we're running circles around the house. Mm-hmm. And it's like you could jump off and scare people from there. <laughs> nice. And it's I, funny the random things you remember. Hide and seek is properly played where you have to tag people once you find them. Uh, and then they have yes. to make it back mm-hmm. to base. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Yes. Okay. Agreed. Glad we can agree. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I love like reminiscing about like running wild around my small town as a kid. Um yeah. and I think like there was a little bit of like the promise of that when we were at a house in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um but like like you said in your letter, like we were often like really kind of like busy going from one thing to the next. Yeah, and if you're not, like, all your neighbors are, right? Mm-hmm. There were some exceptions, right? Yeah. Where, you know, we got together with friends or the kids got together with friends and hung out. Um, but it wasn't the organic, like, hey, knock, knock, no, knock. Who's, no. are you? Can, you, can so-and-so play can now? Can so-and-so come out and play? Yeah. But you get so much in a campground. You do, exactly. Which, I mean, kind of like we were saying a little bit at the beginning, like, that finally happened here in this campground for yeah. uh, Littlest yeah. uh, this week where we organically met some of our neighbors. I, we were outside getting ready to go for a bike ride and uh, instead of <laughs> her and I going riding, uh, she met some other kids who were riding and then they were off having fun. And I was like right. really happy to just park my bike and sit and read <laughs> and watch from afar. <laughs> I love that. I love, and it's like, for us, it's been too, like, you know, when she was four when we got on the road, I wouldn't have let, just, like, turned her loose around the entire campground when she was four. No. Like, some will, and it depends on the kid and the family and the campground and all of that. No, but it but, was nice when we had, like, a site that was close enough to the playground that we could see her. And yes, be like, yeah, and you can go yeah, over there. That's fine. Yeah, I can I see you. I love giving the kids freedom that feels appropriate for their age and their skills. Yes. Exactly. And campgrounds to me and our lifestyle has really allowed a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Allowed and we've been we've been big proponents of that for a long time. Like we let our kid walk to school by herself, our oldest, mm-hmm. earlier than a lot of people did. Yeah. Um, you know, understanding that she was capable and like was mature enough for that and we gave her a phone. Yeah. So and she could get a hold of us and taught her the way there. Yes. First. <laughs> like 
walked her. We the didn't first just time. say like, "Hey, you know, like, good luck. No, <laughs> hope but you it make gave it." Gave her like some age appropriate responsibility yeah. and like independence. Yeah, exactly. And I just think that's really can be lacking because it can be easier and more convenient to just take care of things or to just fill the time with other things or like not take the time to have that kind of like. I'm just, I really love seeing my kids like figure stuff out for themselves. Well, and like kind of teach them that independence. Yeah. Like, I mean, that, at least for us, when we were kids anyway, at least Mm -hmm. for me, like that, I feel like my parents did a really good job of, Mm -hmm. like you said, in age appropriate ways, like teaching us. Yeah. Like, the, the boundaries changed every year for me, mm-hmm. right? Like, as yeah. I got older, like, you can go to this street. Okay, now you can go to this street. Exactly, yeah. Like- <laughs> and so I think that was something we made sure to do with our kids, too. Yeah, it's just the campground provides such... And, and this is true, I think, for weekend campers, because I see it all the time. Even here in the KOA where we are when weekenders come in, mm-hmm. it it's just, like, it provides this, like, kind of safe space of, like, it's just the campground... The people here are all camping. <laughs> They're all kind of like you. It's it's a little bit of like you trust the community a little bit, and it's small enough that everyone kind of like can see each other and things like that. And like it's just a nice pl- way to give the kid and you give the kid like a walkie-talkie or something. You say, "Hey, go fun, go have fun." Yeah, totally. Go enjoy, especially if they've already made friends. And yes, and you've met the friends' parents. And That's especially nice. Maybe you like to hang out with the friends' parents. That's really nice. Yeah, <laughs> it can be really, really cool. Oh my god! Yeah, even like when we were talking, you know, we were talking about like the the party that was being in Palm Springs before we headed up here. Yes, and all the friends and stuff there. It's just so nice to just be like, oh yeah, they're out playing. Yeah, yeah. It's quiet in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's quiet in here or around the campsite yeah yeah i think that's like what was super special about like traveling with eversons for so long too yeah the kids got along so well was like yeah. man the kids like go have fun and do their thing we get to hang out have some grown-ups time and like we'd yeah. also all get back together and do fun stuff and adventure as yeah like Whole one big happy is. family yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know um, but like, that's just making those connections, um, whether they be for a week or a weekend or a day or Man, months on end. I feel like this is part of what I love about great. state parks though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think state parks, especially the ones that are kind of like locals, state parks mm-hmm. always have this feel to them. Yeah. Where you like pop in on a Friday, like you might be there all weekend, it's kind of dead, but then like Friday night rolls around. And it is like music is going. Totally. You know, people are out. Don't get people started on the music, though. I mean, I don't love it. (laughs) I love it. Well, it depends on the music. (laughs) But like people are just like out cooking. It's a party. Kids are running around. Everyone's off for the weekend. And it just has this like great feeling. Like I like as a full timer, I love weekend campers Mm -hmm. and like. The kids all run around mm-hmm. and like they'll pick up all the other kids and like mm-hmm. they just become the, this big pack of kids. I am so looking forward to our hot, <sighs> wet Midwest summer of camping. God. 
My only complaint about it, and I think we're staying far enough north, it won't be so bad. Yeah. We don't know how to deal with hot weather anymore. I know. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> Pictures from our last summer, I'm wearing a beanie in most of them. Mm-hmm. We went to Alaska. And I freaking loved it. It was amazing. And then before summer, that, we went to Maine. The summer before, I was wearing a sweatshirt most of the time because yeah. we were in Maine. Uh, I don't know if I know how to do hot weather. Uh, you know, and it usually involves like swimsuits and water. Fair enough. And <laughs> swimming in the frigid Lake Superior. I mean, <laughs> sure. I'll cool you off real fast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Frankie's not going to handle the hot water. He doesn't like being hot. Uh, again, he'll get in the water. Fair enough. He loves the water. He does. We need to get him a life jacket. Um, Ooh, yeah. It is. It's just so fun. To like, like I can't say it enough times, to just like see your kids just go and and run and be so happy and free, and like within a place where you feel kind of safe about it, you know, mm-hmm. like have maybe like a little bit of trepidation, but like that's healthy. <laughs> it's healthy. Um, it's healthy. Yep. Uh, but like, let it like kind of fight against that. And let them go be and and mm-hmm. check in and you know mm-hmm. all that stuff. Keep them safe, but mm-hmm. like. It's just such a nice outlet for that, I think. Um, I was thinking when we were in Santa Cruz this last year. Yeah. It was one of the fun ones. And that wasn't a state park. That was just an RV park mm-hmm. uh, in Santa Cruz Redwoods. But like there that weekend, there was such a fun group of kids. Yes. And our littlest especially like fell right in with a pack of kids. And they were like, there was this huge hill in the campground. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Riding their bikes as fast as they could down this hill. Yes. <laughs> and it was mildly terrifying. And amazing. And it was so fun. Yeah. Just to watch. It's especially like a group of girls just uh-huh. like daredeviling it down this hill. And I just, I freaking loved it. Yep. It's great. It was so fun. Remind, yeah. It's like you talked about like uh, making bike ramps and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, All we- the <laughs> silly, dangerous crap I did as a kid. And it's like. Yep. I've seen it talked about, I'm going to butcher it now, about mm. like letting your kids take risks and like, um, God, I'm going to mess, mess it up. Mm. But like, I've seen it talked about really well about like letting your kids take like smart risks. Like, I, I, man, Nicole Holtz has talked about this. Okay. Uh, she's Chloe Ray on instagram you should follow her if you're like adventure if you're looking for adventure mom influencers sure uh because i just like a lot of what she talks about and she's somebody i've known for a long time personally Mm -hmm. but but she's talked about this about like letting your kids take risks and like how good that is for them Mm -hmm. and um and like running around and it's just yeah like you know, within reason, right? Like, right, exactly. And you kind of like, as a parent, you you want to like protect them, right? Like, that's such an instinct, and it's important. But also, like, part of that is like letting them, kind of within certain bounds, kind of get close to the edge. You know? Yeah, you can't put your kids in a bubble. No, because like, where are they going to learn? Like, yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, I've gotten better and better about that as I've gotten older and the kids have gotten older. Yeah, for um, sure. It's, it's Me too. easier with the second kid too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to to let them take more risks. I, I try really hard not to say be careful anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't always succeed. 
<laughs> Safety third. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, like I can be so much like, be careful, be careful. And every parent can be like that. And instead we try to say things like, be a sure-footed hiker. Yeah. Where are you putting your feet? Are you mm-hmm. comfortable there? How mm-hmm. do you feel? And things like that, which tend to be a little better. Like, well, like if we're, talk- we're talking about like skiing today with the littlest, mm-hmm. you know, going down her first blue run and it's really foggy. Okay, well, it's really foggy, so we're going to control our speed a lot. We're going to make some more turns. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to do. What do you want to do? Do you want to go in front of me or do you want to go behind me? You know. Yeah, exactly. Things like that. Like, how do you feel? What do you, we how can does still this situation do it. feel to you? Mm-hmm. We can still do it. And we're going to send it. Yeah. And also, like, you know. Like you're capable of this. And also, like, here's how we're going to do yeah. it without dying. Like, the <laughs> <laughs> like, given the conditions, you know, like. Yeah. How do you want to approach this? Think it through. Man, I, this is kind of a tangent, but I think yeah. that. So many people who do like extreme sports and we're like on tangents and like edges of extreme sports, right? Like we climb and we ski and stuff like that, but it's not extreme, extreme. It's just regular. Yeah. It's just Uh, regular sports, regular extreme. It's like a little bit riskier than like what the average person does on a daily basis. The regular type of extreme. Yeah. It's a regular type of extreme sports. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not snowboarding at the park. No. (laughs) Which looks super freaking fun. I know, right? But I, I but would, like my, I would die. But, but like our littlest will probably be at the park before long on our skis. Oh man, I really want to go too. And I don't know why I'm so afraid of it because like I would you go to totally a skate park. You could totally do it. It snows a lot more and forgiving than the fall freaking all concrete. over the place. But yeah. and you got your padded shorts on, you're good. Yeah, right. It's, it's just intimidating because everyone who is there is really good. That is not true. I've ridden past that park many times when people who are there are not good at all. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you don't anyway. get good without trying. I know. Anyway, I know. I I get it though. You just gotta figure out the rope toe. Mm, that's fine because you can go on the other side of that one. Uh, no, you, really? I thought so. Maybe oh, not. I see all the goofy guys going backwards like uh, that. Okay, whatever. Anyway, Claire, it's goofy and it screws everything up. It does not screw everything up. <laughs> You anyway. just don't want to ski with a snowboarder. It's because you. It takes longer to wait for you to put your bindings on than it does to go down the fucking hill. It does not. <sighs> anyway, I digress. Just because I. I what I was trying to get at is yeah. like, especially if you're watching things like free solo and reading the book and all that kind of stuff. I think sometimes the people who have the best grasp on like risk reward. And actually, like, understanding safety really well are the people who sometimes take, like, the most, like, egregious-looking risks. <laughs> They're actually, like, really safe in a lot of ways because they've really thought about it. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, they really get it. Uh, yeah. At least Honald. I, I totally agree. Alex Honnold knows exactly what he's doing. He also knows he's totally going to die doing it someday. Well, he's mellowed out, though. He's a kid <laughs> really? now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. A little. Like, a little. Yeah. I, I don't think... You can't, like, take this stuff out of people. 
Right. And you can't take it out of kids either. <laughs> if your kid is like this, like they're just like this. They're just like it. Uh, you just need to be, just be gotta, there to catch them when they fall. You just got to take a deep breath. Well, maybe not catch, but you got to take a deep up. breath and <laughs> yep. watch them and like give them the tools they need yep. to make good choices or as good of choices as they can. Yep. Get them in lessons and things like that kind of stuff. But like if your kid is like this, like, lacks any sort of risk aversion or like seems to the best thing you can do is just like coach them but like lightly i don't i don't know if it has to be lacks any sort of risk aversion no and actually like our risky kid actually makes a lot of good assessments about risk Mm -hmm. like today she was skiing much slower than she usually does she was said she was scared because of the fog and i was like well Good. That's probably smart, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. You should be. <laughs> you should be. Not like terrified. <laughs> no, it was very much like, you're capable, you're a good skier, you can slow down, and yeah. here's how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I was watching how you turned, and I did that too. Nice. That's you awesome. Know, like Points was... for mom. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. That's awesome. It was uh, really fun. I'm glad you guys had fun today. Yeah. It was like a little sketchy and also really fun. I can't wait to get out there. <laughs> it's like this is, the fog was worse than I thought it was on that run. Yeah. But we did it. We sent it. We And we we just were like, we're just going to go slow. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it. We'll be fine. We can stop when we need to stop. We're okay. So it's, but like I think about like some of the hikes we've been on with the kids and things like that where i could like get really scared and i just have to like let it go mm-hmm. you know or even like god getting used to the ski lifts at our main resort this summer this winter mm-hmm. they're it's uh old lifts they're like from the 60s yeah and they don't have bars yeah they're like the two chair the two seater center pole kind of lifts yep uh watching the littlest like on her uh, like yesterday she wrote it by herself yep <laughs> i'd be like oh my gosh she did a fall off <laughs> she was fine she was totally fine she knows she's exactly what she's 100% doing 100 fine yeah she she gets it it's fine but like those kinds of things so much of it is like kids are good at this stuff more than you think they are mm-hmm. they get it more than you think they do uh often and and i'm talking about like Within the realm of like somewhat neuro, like I don't want to say neurotypical necessarily, but like obviously there is exceptions to this. Obviously there are kids who like really lack um, the ability to understand risk and things like that, and that mm-hmm. need different precautions. And I'm not talking about that. That's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. And if you're a parent managing that situation, I see you and good job. And I'm sorry, <laughs> like that's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, I'm talking about kids like when you know it's like more your hangups than than something else. Right. Yeah. 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 I I just want to put that out there because I know there are there are uh, you know I have like Instagram friends and friends like who have uh, higher needs kids who need to be really managed in terms of that kind of stuff and that, that's a whole mm-hmm. different story. Yeah, for sure. But if if your kid has like the reasoning ability, like of like an average person like 
yes, boundaries are good. And yes, parameters are good. And yes, checking in and reminders are good. But also, like, they're probably going to be fine. Yeah, I think what it comes... They're probably going to be fine. What it, what it comes down to is, like, the what's appropriate for that kid. Yeah. Right? And like, you, you know that best as a parent. And you're going to feel it out, too. Like, it's a kind of but a collaboration. I'm kind of always fighting against, like, <laughs> wanting to, like, jump in and wanting to, like protect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um a little bit a little bit a little bit and and kind of like fighting against like not wanting to, them to take those risks that i know are going to help them grow and understand themselves and be safer ultimately yep exactly like ultimately like letting the kids like figure it out letting them kind of fall sometimes letting them kind of <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i mean yeah we're not like always going to be there for them right <laughs> <laughs> well i'm just like even when they're babies like letting them fall once in a while in a in a safe way mm-hmm. is like really important right like not I mean, baby babies but like learning to walk you know i should say we'll always like be there for them in the We're larger sense of it physically but, like, always be there right exactly <laughs> yeah we, they will have to deal with some stuff on their own mm-hmm. whether it's like at school relationships relationships like yeah, yeah. i mean kids grow up and have their own lives but i think like a healthy sense of self and a health healthy sense of like independence really mm-hmm. goes a long way yep and and something i'm grateful for in my kind of growing up was like i think i did in a lot of ways have like a really good chance to be kind of independent mm-hmm. same and i appreciate that and i think that the the kids you know, hopefully will too. And I, I think it's just really fun. It's fun to watch them be their own person. It is. And I hope for all of the like, oh, you know, I wish I could like recapture what was so great about my childhood for my kids. Like, you can't go home again. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, it's different, like, right? Things are different now. And like, and we're definitely living way differently than my family did when we were kids in a lot of ways. Yeah. And that's but like cool the campground too. stuff, like does feel a little bit like my, like the lust part of my mm-hmm. childhood in some ways. You know, yeah. I think it's part of what makes me so happy about it is like watching them ride off on their bikes with a group of kids. I'm like, that's what I did. Yeah, that was me. yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and it's just not something we had in our neighborhoods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, a little bit, but yeah, a little. It's yeah, it's so good, and I, I am excited for this summer yeah and i'm happy for the adventures we've had on the road and yeah who knows what's to come next but yeah, yeah. man none of this was meant to be like we have all the parenting stuff figured out i just it's just like <laughs> the joy that we have felt in this aspect of this part of camping mm-hmm. and outdoor adventures totally and it doesn't full-time full-time camping has something to do with it but it really isn't the whole thing no. or even like because like we see it a lot with weekenders and other people who get outside and adventure. Oh yeah, totally. It's less about full time camping and much more about like prioritizing adventure. Yep, hundred percent. Which can look a lot of different ways. I want to hear from our listeners. Yeah. Please tell us. Yes. What you're doing to prioritize adventure for your family? Yes. How do they do that? Yeah, you can email us at lettersfromtheroadpod at gmail.com. You can find our substack at lettersfromtheroadpod.com. Leave a message. Send us a message there. 
You can also find us on the socials at Letters from the Road Pod. I intend to start posting there again this week. <laughs> sure you do. I do. I do. I get fatigued I on social media. I don't. Social media is difficult <laughs> for me. I like it. I like being on there and communicating with our friends. Yeah. I struggle with consistently posting. If you don't see on social media that we've made a new post or a new podcast, don't think we haven't. We have. We consistently do. I've We've never missed a Monday or Friday letter, and we've never missed a podcast on a Sunday. Totally. So it's always there. And you know. <laughs> Even if it's not on the socials. If you want, you can become a pen pal. You could. And always hit us up on there. the Discord. Yeah, that'd be great too. But yeah, if you mention us or DM us on social media, we will... we'll be happy to talk to you too. Yes, exactly. Awesome. And we would love for you to share with your friends. Leave us a review, that sort of thing. That would help us out a lot. And also, uh, later in February, be looking out for library trolls. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the new book podcast, because I can't be bothered to post on Instagram, but I can make another podcast. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because books. Because books. Because after we're done recording this, I'm going right back to reading Sarah J. Mass. Ah, uh, sames. <laughs> awesome. Which one are you reading now, Clay? I am reading Queen of Shadows. Such a good uh, it's so good. I'm reading the first Crescent City now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We've got a problem, but yeah, it's a little a good bit, one. but it's a good problem. All right. Until next week, friends. We'll see you down the road. Bye. Bye.